What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. We've got news to chat about. The powers that be are not fans of us freedom-loving folk. Us and our money that doesn't get debased. Just, just wrecking everything for them. And they're, they're trying to figure out what to do about you. Uh, we're going to chat about that today. We've got Nico here. We're going to be talking all the news, lots of stuff going on. Um, as always, this is live. Anything can happen. So I defer to my friend Bill here. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. If you have not already, like, subscribe, share, all those things, they help a ton. They help get this content in front of more eyeballs. I am Ben with the BTC Sessions. This is your daily session. Huddle the Bitcoin. All right, before we bring in Nico, let's take a look at where we are in the market right now. We are, by the way, this is the timechaincalendar.com from our man, Meditation Man or TC. Uh, we're sitting at 21,075 cock bucks per coin. A single US dollar will pick you up 4,745 sats, even less than the last time I spoke with you guys. 91.75% uh, of all Bitcoin have been mined. That's 19.27 million of them. In terms of fees, one sat per byte across the board. Uh, not a bad time to do whatever you need to do. Open lightning channels, all that good stuff. Jump in Whirlpool. Uh, yeah. Shout out to sponsors of the show, CoinKite.com. The best damn hardware in the game. I love my cold card Mark IV. In fact, I've got it right here. I was playing around with it earlier. Also that Crypto Cloaks. Oh, nice. Uh, anyways, I love this thing to, uh, to defend my stack. Uh, but they've got tons of great stuff over at CoinKite. They've got their open dimes, their block clocks, their sats cards, their tab signers, all that great stuff. By the way, I'm going to be playing around with a bunch of CoinKite stuff on the Nunchuck. They've got their uh, new uh, collaborative custody thing uh, dropping. Uh, playing around with that. That might be the tutorial next week. Anyways, check out CoinKite.com. Use code BTC Sessions for 5% off everything. Uh, up next, start nine. Your sovereign computing solution. Love these guys. I've been using them a ton uh, in and around a lot of my tutorials. But this is how you build your Bitcoin stack, my friends. Bitcoin Core, running a bit uh, a Lightning node, uh, things like Mempool, uh, Join Market is on there. You got all kinds of great Bitcoin peripherals, and you can run it in a self-sovereign way. You can also get your data out of the hands of corporations by running things like a password manager, running things like hosting your files and uh, your photos and, and just about everything that you want to do. You can host your life on the Start9 Embassy. And uh, yeah, check out Start9.com. Use code uh, or sorry, Start9.com. You can check out the Embassy One or for something a little beefier, uh, this Embassy Pro. Uh, hey, if you're stacking sats and you're looking to do things like peer-to-peer non-custodial from the get-go and non-KYC, then HODL HODL has you covered. This is the place to be stacking sats if those things are important to you. Uh, I have a full tutorial on how to get set up. You can sign up in minutes with nothing more 
than an email address. And it can be a dummy address. It doesn't even have to be anything legit associated with you. They also have their lending platform, which you should check out if you're interested in that kind of thing, because it's never rehypothecated friends. Uh, you know, don't leave your Bitcoin with other people. Just don't do that. Uh, so be sure to check out hodlhodl.com. There's a link down below that will get you started. And finally, if you're backing up any important Bitcoin wallet, get it in solid steel. You don't want it sitting around on a piece of paper. You don't want to have to worry about fire damage and water damage and all that crap. Uh, the bill bottle over at privacypros.io has you covered in that department. This is how I back up my important Bitcoin wallets. Uh, so head over to privacypros.io slash BTC sessions for a little uh, kickback at the checkout. Uh, before we bring in Nico, let's take a look at the Helipad Boost Tracker. People that have been sending the, those Boostagrams, sending over sats uh, with the audio only via fountain and perhaps breeze. Um, random Anon user, Peter Zihan monetizing the US military by pretending to know everything about everything. Uh, another, P.S. Looking forward to touching of the tips. Oh, there's much hype around touching of the tips. <laughs> Literally just two hands touching tips uh, from Michael. Uh, Peter Zihan, we don't care. We don't care. Uh, Sean Toshi, love your content. Keep it up. Cliff, uh, Abe, remembrance boost. Uh, Cryosats. Stay humble, stack sats, stay supportive, stream sats. Thanks, man. Also, he went on an absolute rip drop in sats. So cryosats, you're a legend. Uh, keep on building, brother. Awesome rip. Yo from cryosats. Bon, thanks for the news roundup, guys. Mo BTC Dick. I love reading that name. Need you at a BC meetup one of these days. Dude, I will make it out there as soon as I can. Uh, cryosats, more with the smileys. Dude, you... God damn, Michael bullish on 2023 cryosats. Just, I don't know, like, I don't know where you're getting these sats, man, but I'm like, I think I'm, you know what I'm going to say next week, go pepper simply Bitcoin with all of these sats. They, they need the love. So go pepper them. I forego my cryosats uh, next week. Um, and yeah, let's jump into it. I'm going to uh, bring in our good friend here. Dude, how you doing? Good to see ya. Dude, I don't know about you, Ben, but uh, I'm excited about the tips. The tips. The tips are coming. Every, this is like the most anticipated internet Bitcoin-related moment since I don't know what. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I should do the beard. Like, if you do like a streak of the beard. I don't know. What do you feel less uncomfortable about? <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a rite of passage. Like, yeah. I feel, I feel like I have to do it. I have to do it. Maybe you don't even need to dye it. Maybe if I gingerly tup the touch the tips <laughs> to your beard, it'll just like just just dye itself. It will do that. Uh, simply, we'll gain five thousand subscribers. Just like ah, magic. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be incredible. Well, let's let's do some redecorating here. Simply sessions. We're ready, dude. Uh, house seems like uh, much has been afoot. A lot of shysters trying to. Um, uh, I don't know. They're 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 formulating their evil plans. Uh, we got lots to chat about. So maybe I'll I'll bring up your screen and and you can start uh, filling us in on uh, what's been going on. The party of Davos. But before that, Ben, 
the Tucker Carlson, the Tucker Carlson <laughs> yes. clip this week. Is All absolutely right. incredible. <laughs> All right, let's let's do it. I have seen, I have seen, but uh, let's 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 jump in. Let's take a listen. Almost all ransoms like this are paid in Bitcoin. So if the U.S. government was buying huge amounts of Bitcoin in order to pay a ransom, Bitcoin prices would surge, of course. So the question is, has that happened? Oh, yes, it has happened. Since the nationwide ground stop last Thursday, the price of Bitcoin has shot up about 20%. Is that a coincidence? We asked Pete Buttigieg to come on the show tonight to let us know. Unfortunately, he did not respond to our request. So we'll keep asking. <laughs> okay, so I need to ask you, like, what, what do you, how, how tinfoil hat are we getting here? Like, do you, do you, th what, what do you think of his, his, uh, I don't know what he assumes has gone on. It makes great TV. <laughs> Number one. Okay. Number two. I don't know. It is a very big coincidence. But I'll tell you this, the DOJ did announce an announcement of announcement two days later, and it was a nothing burger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've got to say, like, yes, there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of examples of ransomware attacks with, with Bitcoin behind it. But you had better fucking believe that if, if somebody grounded like all of these planes and demanded a Bitcoin ransomware, like, and, and the U S gov, like, first of all, I'm skeptical, skeptical that they would bend the knee and then buy all that Bitcoin and give it over. Um, it, <laughs> like if they did, yeah, I guess it would be low key like that, but I feel like they would just, they'd be on that they'd be at a podium and they'd be like all right motherfuckers shit's illegal everywhere we're like we're coming for you like i feel like it would have been way worse than yeah i don't know no 100% 100% but you know it, it is a theory <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i yeah i i don't know i don't know but um perhaps Perhaps I'm, I mean, I, I've been wrong about things before. Uh, I'm, I'm a tad skeptical <laughs> that uncle Sam just went out and stacked some sats to give away to, to uh, we have uh, to pay the ransom, buy some yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, dude. It, it's yeah. so, but, but Ben, after what we've witnessed the last two years, nothing is out of the question at this point. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, Hey, before, before you dive in, I, <laughs> Just I just saw this super chat and I can't not bring it up because it makes me giggle. Uh, Vague says, Ben, my wife says she wants you to help up set up her cold card alone in a hotel room. Should I be suspicious? Not at all, man. Not at all. Uh, this is a regular thing. Uh, often wives ask me to set up cold cards. Sometimes I forget the cold cards, uh, but don't worry not to worry <laughs> if you had 24 hours with her and she couldn't say no what would you do <laughs> dude that meme that meme kills me i can't remember who made it initially but it resurfaced again like as of late dude i said that to my i sent that to my girlfriend that, <laughs> that came and she's like she's like 
<laughs> Mother effort. <laughs> oh, oh, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, Ben, um, we're winning. This was this is what it's all about? We're winning. Uh, bankers and regulators find common ground, common ground at on crypto at Davos, right? Davos for anyone who doesn't know, that's where the World Economic Forum meets. For put all the conspiracy theories aside and whatever, all those things that we can't confirm. But I can tell you something, and I think this is a hundred percent for sure, right? You know, central planning hub, right? So of course the central planners would be. You know, they, they would find common ground on Bitcoin and shit coins because, you know, it takes away their ability to centrally plan. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, this is regulators and bankers might not regulators and bankers might not always agree, but they found common ground in Davos on the topic of crypto regulating the digital assets industry. Speaking at a panel on the challenges facing bank, Singapore senior minister Taman, ah, that's a really long last name, and European Central Bank governor, uh, uh, governing council member Francis Villaroy emphasized the need for crypto regulation. Quote, the greatest challenge today is non-banks, Villaroy responded, citing recent episodes of financial instability, including the performance, sorry about that, including the perform, oh my God. <laughs> rookie mistake okay all um all of them have one common feature they're linked with non-banks and here we lag behind it's more difficult because it's a very evolving landscape he said we should rush to some urgent non-banking regulation starting with crypto some things are very clear whether it's crypto traditional finance you've got to regulate for things like money laundering right that's the that's always the straw man this is always a straw man it's, it's not like we're saying like oh money laundering my criminals and whatever but you know they use that money laundering excuse as a justification to sanction open source software in the u.s right mm-hmm. but um here's some updates about the infamous european mika rules which could potentially make software developers implement kyc apparently that has been postponed till april so a couple updates there on mika and you know the central planners of the world at the network economic (laughs) forum are freaking out and uh they're used to operating in an environment where they have a regulatory moat it's crazy what happens when they have to compete on the open market and they have to say hey you know our forced to implement it on top of people via legal tender its own two feet now air central bank currency ever going to compete with bitcoin's incentives i don't think so no no i mean it's there i yeah you're right like they're they're worried they they don't know it, it it's be, it's clear that Bitcoin has become a threat, right? It's it's clear that it's not going away, that people are using it to kind of step out from under the boot of everybody that would be at, at Davos. Um, and they're maybe kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, I gotta, I gotta, while we're on this topic, I mean, the gaslighting in and around this um, of like, oh, this is this is good for everybody, and it's all oh, we, you know, money laundering and bad people are using this, and and you know, financial stability. It's it's such bullshit. But the best gaslighting <laughs> that I've seen in and around Davos is this. I'm just gonna bring it up really quick here. Hold on, this is fantastic from CBS News. Uh, <laughs> As the super rich gather in Davos, 
online conspiracy theorists make bizarre claim that the world is run by the super rich. <laughs> that, that, that's real? That, I, I think it's probably. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, this is what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was real either because these people are so out of touch. I know. Like, it's, it's, but it's, it's, it's so funny because that's basically what the conspiracies say. Like, oh, these people that are, are, like in positions of power they're they want to hold on to these positions of power and anything that would empower the individual to kind of step out from under that control um would would only harm everyone like that's they're basically they're they're trying to to make it seem like oh this is for your own good but <laughs> that they're they're it's impossible not to see like, Hey, everybody he, there is, is, is a privileged individual that is, is basically exerting their positions of power to ensure that nobody else dare kind of move up and, and, and take a piece of their pie. Like yes. it's, it's, it's laughable. Um, the, the other thing I was going to show in, in, in line with what you're chatting about here, one other little piece, um, so there's a girl that I met in uh, uh, in Oslo for the Freedom Forum um, last year. Uh, her name was Luda. And uh, and she's the one who, so she saw the Canadian trucker protest um, and she used kind of that as a blueprint to then get protective gear for individuals on the ground in Ukraine on day two of the conflict because she couldn't fucking do it with legacy banking. Well, she's hosting... Um, and, and part of this event that's happening, um, in Cyprus, uh, and, uh, this is a quote from, from her article here, smear campaigns, fabrication of criminal cases of money laundering, undermining national security, extremism, terrorism have all become common charges for politically motivated repression. It's true. It's true. There's like those, those are the, the typical buzzwords that you hear, in and around whenever whenever somebody's doing something that uh, cannot be controlled while they're money laundering, they're extremists, they're it's you know, they're undermining national security. Um, you know, all of those things uh, are just used and it was used in Canada this this past year. Um, that that was the exact messaging. Oh, geez, these people, they're not in line with uh, what the government wants. They are <laughs> pull out that list and just tack it up and just scratch out the name on the top <laughs> man but th that's incredible I, you know what ben we, you showed me that and it just it, it like reinforced we're gonna win man we're gonna win just there's so many people that are working finding solutions and you know just beating the beating the drums creating something mm -hmm. building something and then like all the they're not building anything. They're not trying to help people's lives. They're not innovating. They're like, you have to continue to trust us, okay? There is no other way. You have to trust us. And then I see Bitcoiners building solutions. Remember that response by Numchucks, the response yeah. to the Canadian oh, government? It was amazing. It was amazing, you know? So, so yeah, man. Um, yeah. But, uh, but I think this guy's upset. <laughs> <laughs> he looks he looks not particularly he's I would say he's not as bullish as I am. <laughs> oh man. It, you know why? He doesn't have a streak. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways. So I I'm dead serious. I announced this last Simply Sessions. 
the next bull market, once Bitcoin breaks 100K, I will have either a streak on my beard or my hair to We're be determined. It. We're doing it. Anyways, and then Ben and I are going to, you know, do yeah. the thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say it because it's going to be clipped out, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, anyways. Um, um, <clears throat> touch tips. Okay, Indian Indian Central Bank chief hints his crypto should be banned. Warns it will undermine authority of the Reserve Bank of India. So check this out. It says RB, R, the Reserve Bank of India's position on crypto is very clear. It should be banned. Um, he goes on to say some people call cryptocurrency an asset. Some call it a financial product. But every asset or financial product needs to have an underlying value. But cryptocurrency does not have an underlying value. Like, and he goes on to say anything without whose valuation is dependent entirely on make believe is nothing but 100% speculation or to put bunt, bluntly is gambling. Well, value is uh, subjective, my fr uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Banker. Uh, you don't get to determine the prices, even though as much as you would like to. The market determines the prices and the market fundamentally agrees with you. Doesn't matter how much you say this thing shouldn't have value. Talking to you too, Christine Lagarde. Market it, believes it does have value. There's nothing it, you could do about it. <laughs> this this guy is speaking from the country in which they literally revoked the redemption of their make-believe currency like a couple years back where they're like, hey, you know, all these like larger bills? Well, they're fucking expired in like a week and everybody had to like rush to the banks to give in their old shitty bills and like get smaller ones because the man who's in charge of the make-believe deemed it so. So like, like for him to say if anything that's backed by make-believe, that's your fucking currency, man. That's you. You're the man who gets to make believe. Dude, it, 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 they're just projecting. They're, yeah. they're fearful and they're scared because they know that if this Bitcoin thing takes off, which it, which it has been, you know, their, their ability to do exactly what you said, their ability to control people through controlling the money and controlling the monetary policy goes away. Right. And I think that's really what they're concerned about. But the cognitive dissidence, right, is absolutely insane. Bank of America says central bank digital currencies are the future of money. Interesting, because the Treasury, the Treasury report that we covered on Simply Sessions a couple months ago, what was the name of the report? The future of money. Right. So future of money in the eyes of Bank of America and the eyes of, you know, the Indian Central Bank are central bank digital currencies. But Ben, I ran into this fascinating article in Financial Times. Now, you would think, right, like, oh, you know, they're, they're finally understanding why central bank digital currencies aren't a good idea. But take a look at how much projection is in these couple paragraphs, Ben. I don't know if you'll be able to contain yourself because most likely you'll jump in and say something. And you totally should because this stuff is absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, goes on to say, so introducing CBDCs really means, quote, making central bank reserves more widely available than just to, just to counterparties. Then this naturally raises the question, who else should get them? Non-bank intermediaries, households, all companies, residents only, or foreigners too? Many of the motivations for doing it are suspect. I detect that some are doing it for a vague notion that CBDCs are the future. Others worry that central banks that don't do CBDC will lose out in a global currency usage. This is pretty much irrelevant unless you're either the U.S. Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank, or the People's Bank of China. And even then, the race has a current victor, the dollar, clearly. 
The things pivotal to that reserve currency status in the future are not whether a state has a CBDC or not. It is more the institutional health of the sponsoring country and whether they are good for their debt. Now check this out. This part is hilarious. One, motiv one motivation cited is to head off the threat from cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin or, or, or similar. This is also not a good reason. Cryptocurrencies are such bandit, bad candidates for money. See, financial privilege, because someone in Argentina, someone in Venezuela, someone in Turkey, someone in Nigeria would fundamentally disagree with all of that. They're mm -hmm. speaking from a position of someone who lives in a country that has a relatively fa stable fiat currency. Goes on to say, they don't have money supplies managed by humans. That's the problem. Feature, not a bug. <laughs> to generate steady paths for inflation. <laughs> and are hugely expensive and time-consuming to use in transactions. They can also be dealt with through laws and regulations, not cajoling the central bank to provide a wholly new competitor asset. So much noise. So much signal. So much signal in that paragraph. They're telling you exactly how they feel. They're projecting. We must control the monetary policy. That's been a disaster. Yeah. It's been a disaster. I, I don't like, they don't have money supplies managed by humans to generate steady paths for inflation. Holy crap. Like, <laughs> where do you begin with that sentence? They, I mean... <laughs> Like steady paths to inflation, like even the, the term steady in that, first of all, <laughs> you don't need inflation. Second, even if you did, it's been anything but steady, I guess, steadily up uh, <laughs> and then managed by you, like uh, both goals that you just stated uh, were <laughs> were mismanaged by humans. Um, and then uh, my favorite is his conclusion was that that. Bitcoin is so bad that there's there's no point in even trying to like be better. I mean, sure, I, I hope that they listen to to the opinion of this piece. Uh, guys, it's fine. Nobody has even begun to to question if you guys are any good. Just keep you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Don't innovate. Don't don't do anything different. Just just keep going and everything will turn out fine. I think maybe that <laughs> take, please take that advice. They've lost their minds. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it and internalize this Ben. internalize that paragraph. Mm. And then we're going to talk about Argentina. Argentina's inflation rate at 95% highest since 1991. Right? So absolutely crazy. Now, Ben, something interesting about Argentina. Right, because we covered this also in Simply Sessions. Argentine Congress approves IMF debt deal that would discourage crypto use. Right, so we have Davos, we have central bankers, we have the IMF, right? Are these organizations, are these institutions really working for the betterment of the people? Because someone in Argentina, man, they would benefit tremendously from a Bitcoin standard. And I just want to read the last part of this Financial Times article. It says, advocates discuss the possible benefits of financial inclusion, but the most practical way of doing this, contracting out to banks to provide app-based access for CBDCs. But wait a second. A CBDC does not solve 95% inflation. They never mention that. No, in fact, not only do they not mention that, they tell you, 
that there needs to be a steady path for inflation, right? These people are, it, 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 Ben, I can't, I can't come to another conclusion. It's not only the IMF, by the way. We, we've gone over this, this document. The United Nations spells out actions to curb cryptocurrencies in developing countries. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, I guess, ninety-five percent inflation is okay as long as you know they curb the cryptocurrencies because they're hurting. Like, it's it's absurd, man. It's absurd, and I think it's once again this is an example of Bitcoin exposing everyone's incentives. Ninety-five percent inflation is atis- catastrophic for society, man. Yeah. People can't afford food. They can't afford basic necessities. The price continues to go up and up and up and up. It's happened in Venezuela recently as well. The the beautiful thing is in the places where it's the worst, the people will care the least about adhering to regulations and laws mm-hmm. in and around the use of Bitcoin. They will just use it. They won't give a fuck if the if the if like ninety five percent inflation. Imagine. Imagine that you make enough to have any sort of savings. It's 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 gone immediately. Um, in in that situation, you don't you don't give a fuck, right? You're you're like I I'm trying to preserve the fruits of my labor. I'm trying to not starve. I'm trying to like actually have a future, and if that means finding some local or like going to a meetup or, or like going on, you know, huddle huddle or, 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 uh, robo sats or bisque or whatever to, to find a way to, to get myself out of the Argentine peso, then that's what it takes. Um, and they will do that. They will a hundred percent do that. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's my takeaway here is, the places where it's worst, um, the regulations and the laws will have zero effect. Yeah, I I, I completely agree with you. Uh, it's just, but it, it's just Ben. Like the institute, these institutions, they tout themselves as look like. Okay, I, I've shown you guys this a hundred times, but for the sake of this, like you know, let's talk about it, right? United Nations. Their slogan for audio fountain listeners, prosperity for all. Prosperity for all. That's a lie, dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's that meme. So that was a fucking lie. (laughs) (laughs) Like straight up. This is a total lie. Anyways. um, All right. Moving on. Uh, This is. Have you you seen this, Ben? This is insane. (laughs) This is insane. (laughs) Actually insane. It's insane, man. So 196 members of Congress took FTX money. By the way, that includes uh, a new Speaker of the House leader, Kevin McCarthy, who's a Republican, and Senator Majority Leader Chuck Sumer. Now, Coindesk did an incredible job of listing who has returned the money and who has not returned the money, right? And the vast majority of these politicians have not returned the money, including the current House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, there he is. He has not responded about returning the money. Now, why am I talking about all this, right? Because you have a Tornado Cash developer who has stayed in jail without bail. You have Ross Ulbrich, who's serving two life sentences 
You have Julian Assange, who's currently trying to be extradited back to the United States, and most likely he end up he will be, and he will serve a very long sentence. You have SBF, right, that has stolen billions of dollars from individuals, destroyed people's lives, and he's been out free. And what they told the media is that it was a $250 million bond, but only, it was, it was overstated. The only collateral that was posted was a $4 million house. So SBF is roaming free while all these gentlemen, Julian Assange, Ross Ulbricht, and an open source software developer are in jail without bail. And then you, you have to like ask yourself, like, why do you think that is? Here's why. Because he donated to one in three <laughs> members of Congress. Jesus Christ. Like when I see this, it it just further proves the point that crypto is fiat on steroids, right? Like like fiat is the elites can print money. Crypto is everyone can print money and look what happens when they can. You can just buy anyone and bitcoin is no one can print money you have to put in work you know the issuance you can't fuck with it but in in instances like this people can just become their own printing presses if you're well connected enough or you can you can you know wash trade your own token into having value and then buy a fucking bank to give yourself a loan the most fiat shit i've ever heard and then purchase a third of Congress. It's unbelievable. Like this shit can't die soon enough. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's. <sighs> I, I just, it, bro, it's just, this is proof of stake. This yeah. is proof of stake. You want to know what a proof of stake, uh, a, a society on a proof of stake system would be? This is it, right? Yep. People that have the most at stake, they manipulate the rules. Remember in 2008, right? The birth of, of Bitcoin, no bankers went to jail. Yeah. No bankers went to jail. And then open source developers, Ross, you know, you could make the argument, right? Okay, you know, Nico, he was selling drugs. That doesn't justify two life sentences in prison. In a maximum security prison. It's not just prison. It's maximum security with terrorists that are housed with him. And mm -hmm. Julian Assange which in my uh, uh, opinion is is the biggest example of uh, of of misjustice he, he was just reporting the news yeah he, that's all he was doing how there's investigative journalism that that's the whole precedent of uh, investigative journalism that's why in the united states you know there's freedom of speech or there's freedom of the past. like that's the whole point it's to hold these powerful people accountable mm -hmm. right but man, it's just, bro, it's absolutely, it's absolutely disgusting. I mean, this is what it's about. This is what the Bitcoin revolution is all about. And I think this is what we hope will, you know, will, will change. Anyways, uh, I think this is a big warning as to why you should consistently watch BTC sessions tutorials to learn how to take self-custody and not leave your private keys on a password manager. Okay. Bad idea. Um, so LastPass, hackers stole customer vault data in cloud storage breach. Data vulnerable to master password brute force. Sensitive customer info also taken. 
Customer account information, related, related metadata included company names, and end user names, billing addresses, email addresses, telephone numbers, and IP addresses were also exposed. I mean, doesn't this defeat the whole purpose of, of a password manager? Anyway, it's pretty scary. Like, again, it, it's it's the perfect example. And actually, when Matt Matt Hill from Star Nine was on uh, for the Christmas special, and and I asked, I gave like a call to action. It was him, Seed Signer, and uh, John over at Futurebit. But I gave them all like, hey, give a call to action of like next step for claiming your self sovereignty. And uh, and Matt's was. Hey, like, you know, there's probably a lot of Bitcoiners watching this to have their note and everything. He's like the next step outside of like having Bitcoin and, you know, taking self-sovereignty over your either the fruits of your labor is is a next step. Run run a password manager yourself, like natively um, your own, on your own server. Um, so Bitwarden um, and then the, the app on the, you know, every node implementation, Vault Warden is like that's that's low hanging fruit. You can do that, you know, take a little bit of time, start transferring things over, start learning how that works. Um, and then it's not a honeypot. 100%. 100%, 100 man. And, uh, you know, it's sad. Um, apparently, it it wasn't all passwords, by the way, guys, just to be specific on that. Mm -hmm. But the weaker passwords apparently were vulnerable to brute force attack. And... Man, it's, dude. Yeah. And it, it, and you could imagine a lot of people were storing their seed phrases on this. You know, I know I did that in the very, when I first got into the industry, like I was putting my 24 words in, in a password manager, like a way long ago, like right when I got in, you know, after the fact, I realized that was a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. You know, thankfully no, nothing ever happened to me, but you know, this is, this is a, a another good example of, you know, don't use a hot wallet. Uh, yeah. use cold storage, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to do that, check out Ben's videos. There's so many of them on everything. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, sound advice. I think that's, that's the, the way to go to start again, start claiming your digital sovereignty. It doesn't stop at Bitcoin, right? There's much more you can do. 100%, 100%, my friend. Awesome. Well, dude, uh, I think that probably rounds it out for us. Uh, that was fantastic. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and and uh, filling us in and what's been going on. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you, man. When when am I going to see you next? What are you what are you going to? And then like this year, um, what am I going to this year? Unconfiscatable, um, Bitblock Boom, Miami Conference, and Pacific Bitcoin. I'm not doing any more. Uh, you're 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 smartly limiting yourself i'm already i'm already saying yes to far too many things oh no i lied <laughs> I, I have to go to bitcoin day tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> i have to um, drive like four hours yeah yeah oh no well i i will i'll be seeing you in miami uh i definitely will go back to pacific and uh and then I, you know, unconfiscated. Well, that's Vegas, right? Yes, it is. Is that December? It's in December. And I mean, that's not too bad of a trip. I'll see about that one. We'll see. <laughs> There's like a million other things between then too. Oh God, I'm barely gonna. 
barely gonna be home. <laughs> I have to I have to pace ourselves, dude. Last year I made the catastrophic mistake that I said yes to everything, and it was like I I I couldn't get over the finish line at the end. It was a disaster. Dude, there's yeah. a couple long haul ones where it's like I've got people being like, "Oh, you should come to this," and like maybe we'll see what we if we can make it happen. And I'm looking, I'm like, "Oh, I want to go there," and then I'm like. Do I though? Because <laughs> that's that could be like double digit hours on a plane each way. Like, <laughs> oh man! Yeah. But uh, see you soon, yeah. dude. See you. See you in Miami. Hopefully, I'll have a tip by then, and then yeah. you know we could do our thing. It will have. We'll have. We'll have some sort of a uh, a ceremony for it. <laughs> oh, I, I'm totally getting that on video. It's gonna be epic. Awesome! I love it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thanks again. We'll be seeing you soon. Everybody go subscribe. Go subscribe to Simply Bitcoin. Thanks, Ben. All right, everybody. This was your Simply Sessions. All right. All right, everybody. A couple things before we round out here. First, guys, I'm very excited and very humbled because uh, I hit a bit of a milestone this week, um, which, again, like, it is what it is. I know some people will be like, uh, whatever, it's social media. But it still um, was a, a big deal to me. Uh, 100,000 people follow me on Twitter now, which is kind of like a, <laughs> it's like a what the fuck number. That's a lot of people. So, um, yeah. So everybody that does uh, follow me on Twitter, thanks. Thanks for uh, being part of the learning journey. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, like I, I look at that and I think back to like starting the channel in 2016 and seeing like, I remember crossing the threshold of like a hundred subscribers and being like, wow, holy shit. And uh and getting my first comments on videos and, and people starting to be like, oh, wow, um, you know, this helped me do whatever or or like asking questions and things like that. Um, yeah, it's been wild. I can't believe uh, it's grown this much. And like even YouTube itself, obviously, like it's a lot easier to follow somebody on Twitter, but even YouTube, like it's getting up towards 75,000 people following and the number of views that have been across the channel is like 7.3 million, uh, which is a mind blowing number. So uh, a huge thank you to everybody that's been watching and has been kind of following along in the journey and uh, and learning with me. Um, so, again, I really, really do uh, appreciate it. Um, while I'm on here, I guess I'll, I'll let you know of a couple of the videos that I was very happy to drop in the past couple of weeks that um, may be of value to you if you're looking to learn even more. Uh, so the one that I was pretty happy about uh, was last week uh, I dropped a video on how to use Join Market, which is on Start9, um, the embassy, but it's also on uh, Umbral and Raspberry Blitz and I think on... Uh, Citadel, and there might be another one I'm missing. Anyways, it's on a whole bunch of the different node implementations. It's just an app that you get from your app store or marketplace, and you can do CoinJoin. Um, and there's no um, central entity or company that can be shut down. It's a free and open source protocol, and anybody can build upon it. And this app called the Jam app just builds on top of JoinMarket. So 
uh, yeah, go check that out. Super awesome. Uh, I, it was a lot of fun. It was actually much easier to use than I, I had imagined. Um, the one that I dropped this week, which I was, I, I, it's still like a new thing, but I feel like I was sleeping on it for far too long and it's not necessarily fully Bitcoin related, but it kind of is in my opinion, Noster. So a decentralized social protocol layer. So we've got our decentralized monetary layer, but we all know that every social platform is beholden to the powers that be. And if they don't like what you say, then, you know, whoever those powers may be, they can uh, quietly in the background, you know, demonetize you. They can, you know, delete your posts. They can cancel your entire existence off of the internet very, very swiftly. If you say a few things that, uh, you know, people running those companies don't believe or don't like, um, well, Nostra seems to be a solution to that. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's definitely grabbed the attention of Jack Dorsey, the creator of Twitter. Um, he's pretty candid about where and how Twitter failed. And he seems to be pretty much going balls deep in Nostra. He's, he's donating a bunch of capital to try and get uh, developers to develop a whole bunch of things. Uh, he, he dropped, uh, he said that he uh, wants to donate, I think it was 12, no, sorry, uh, 1.2 Bitcoin to somebody that can develop a Nostra based alternative to GitHub. Uh, he just tweeted that out today uh, and sorry, I put it out on Nostra. I, I don't even know what I keep on saying tweeted. But anyways, uh, check it out. I did a full tutorial on how you can set up and use Nostra. Uh, it's super interesting. Crazy. I don't know what that sound was. But uh, anyways, yeah, I definitely think it's worth checking out. Um, even just for curiosity, it's very early. It's uh, there's a lot of stuff still kind of working being worked on, um, but it's it's evolving quickly. And I, you know, there's been many times uh, I've seen people go, oh, we're going to jump off of Twitter and go somewhere else. Or, you know, we're not going to use this platform anymore. We're going to go here. Um, but all of them were just trading in different rulers. This is not that. This is the first time I've seen something where I'm like, that actually is different like tangibly different and it solves the, the, the issues. It doesn't just shift the power to somebody on the opposite side of the political spectrum. So I think it's, uh, oh yeah. And uh, I see in the comments here from CJ, it's also on my note. That's the one that I was forgetting. Uh, so um, yeah, check it out. And the interesting thing about it, because it's like an open protocol, it lends itself to, well, number one, they didn't need a fucking token to build it, right? You don't need a token to make something decentralized and censorship resistant. Um, so it lends itself to integration with Bitcoin. So already like you can, you can put up lightning invoices and there's native lightning tipping and a bunch of the clients and everything. It's pretty awesome. So check out the video. Let me know what you think. I, I think it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm very interested to see how this progresses, but I've now started kind of posting, like I even posted this show on Noster, not like live, but I posted the link there. Um, so yeah, yeah. And hit me up, uh, BTC sessions at nosterplebs.com is how you can look me up if you're going to follow me. Uh, and besides that, tomorrow, why are we bullish? We're back. Uh, we've got uh, Joe Consorti, Texas Slim from the Beef Initiative and Max 
Gagliardi. Uh, we're going to be hitting it live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. So don't miss that one. In fact, you can jump over and, uh, and uh, hit notifications on it. Drop an early like if you so please. Um, and that's about it, guys. I'm going to round it out. Thank you so much for watching. Like, subscribe, share. That helps the show a ton. You can hit up the previously mentioned sponsors down below. CoinKite, Start9, Hoddle Hoddle, and Privacy Pros. And uh, hey, if you're looking for a little bit more hand-holding on whatever it may be, self-custody, privacy, really anything, multi-sig, all that kind of stuff, uh, you can hit me up at btcsessions.ca for private one-on-one sessions. Uh, and finally... If you really liked what you saw, you can always drop me a Bitcoin tip at my strike page, strike.me slash BTC sessions. Head there. You don't need strike to use it. Uh, type in any amount you want. Hit the tip button. You'll see a lightning invoice or if you tap to the right, a regular Bitcoin QR code. With that, I am out. Have yourselves a wonderful day or evening. I'll see you guys next time for your daily session. Hold the Bitcoin.